The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Mm, Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Oh, we are in June, aren't we? We're all up in June. We're deep inside June. No, we're, we're just easing into June. Well, let's see, it's the 12th. Yeah, we're just easing into June here. We'll be deep inside June here next week. And all the boys will be back for the recording next week. So uh, that's some good news. Uh, more good news. This episode, uh, Jimmy Martin is not on. That's because he's Hollywood's best friend, and he's out interviewing celebrities. So if you stay till the very end of this episode, you're going to hear Jimmy Martin interviewing the stars of 47 Meters Down and Cars 3. So we're talking about, uh, for 47 Meters Down, Mandy Moore, Claire Holt, Matthew Modine, and Yanni Gelman. And for Cars 3, this one I'm a little bit jealous of. Jimmy will interview, oh gosh, he's so nice, gosh, Owen Wilson, uh, Christella Alonzo, who's very funny, Army Hammer, who's uh, very handsome, and Carrie Washington. Oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to Jimmy about Carrie Washington. She's so, I mean, she's incredibly talented, first of all, but just so beautiful. Anyway, so stay till the end for all of that. The uh, episode is called Three Minutes In," and we want to thank all of our uh, people who pay for this party, our sponsors, our fine, fine sponsors. When you go in to see them, tell them Geek Show says hey. Doctor Volt's Comic Connection been with us since the beginning. Support local business. They're open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 10% off of uh, your purchase if you're active or retired military. 2043 East, 3300 South, your friendly neighborhood comic shop. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, David Cabin Fever. Great selection of action figures, toys, lunch boxes, duckies. Located in the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it is Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Also, Chef Daniel, who joins us on the broken news on this episode. If you're having deliver ingredients delivered to your house with instructions on how to prepare it, you're doing all the work. I think you're a sucker, and all of those packaging and ice packs can't be good for the environment. Let Daniel do it. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are just too busy, or maybe you've decided to make changes in your diet. You don't know where to start. Give, give him a call. His phone number is at his website, cantuscatering.com, C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com. Also want to thank the girls at Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. They're open seven days a week. They're locally owned and operated. It's not a porn store. It's a store for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique up in Clearfield. Also want to thank uh, Nucleus, sponsor of the show. Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Nucleus allows you to connect with the people you love, whether they're downstairs or across the country. You can learn more at NucleusLife.com. All right, let's get to the episode. It's called Three Minutes In. Please to enjoy. We thought we were doing coke, huh? Then die. <laughs> That's an R2-D2. No, it's Anthony Daniels has nothing to do. <laughs> Robots don't eat sandwiches. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll take an extra math class. 
And I don't like math either. Doctor says I'll lean up in a while. I'll tell you off the air about how I began to hate the media. Where'd the angel touch you, son? <laughs> Man, I want to know what's in that train! What's in that train? And I'm just like... GeekShowPodcast.com And welcome back to the basement. Yeah, it's good to be here. Shit, we get up in here. You're Um, welcome, you lucky people. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Martin here in spirit, of course. Um, He might even be here for broken news. I'm sure he will. He's drinking spirits, I'll tell you that. I I never know with his schedule, and especially in the summertime with the junkets and everything. so famous. Well, you know what? My shit's wide open. He gets busy. You're wide open? Yeah. Help me with broken news, then. Okay. Well, fuck. I'll Thank you. It's uh, okay. how often do I miss broken news? You, you rarely do. I forgot. Well, stop I looking at me, you fuckers. <laughs> I missed it a couple weeks ago. We understand the jerky I'm, king of Salt Lake needs time to make I, the jerky. I've got I like six that. spare seconds a week. I know. And I give you two of them. He is the jerky king of Salt Lake. I, well, yeah, I am. Lee uh, George Cade, everybody. We just found a rich, a rich vein of jerky in the jerky mines. Oh. Um, so we're sending expeditions down now. The nice part is if you are buried in a jerky cave-in, you can most likely dig your way out. So Eat I'll, your way I'll, out. Or I'll, eat I'll, your I'll. way out. So where, where and where can we get your vegan jerky? Uh, you can get it from us directly. Fresh Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201 or at a Watchtower Coffee in Salt Lake, or if you're in Missoula, Montana, you can go to the Bike Doctor. That still makes me uh, Or you can check out our website, um, frisheats.com, and we have uh, links to everything there. We have three flavors. There's the peppered, which is a combination of jalapeno, habanero, and uh, chipotle peppers, and black pepper. Uh, there's our zesty original, which is using uh, our barbecue sauce and black peppers. And uh, then there's the... Uh, the teriyaki shriracha, which is uh, it starts out sweet and it it ends on kind of a spicy note. And yeah, we've we've actually done our packaging with a, a lovely homage to Star Wars. Yes, and I will say, as somebody who loves meat and especially jerky, the the mouth feel is the closest. Yep, the, the, the very closest I've ever had yeah. to like a, a vegetarian or. I want, it to, I want it to be something that people can enjoy together. Yeah. And, and the funny part is now I've got people that are coming in buying. At first, we're like, okay, well, you know, people might like this. I've had the same guy come in every Friday and buy six bags. And uh, that's cool. That is very so, cool. Thank you. That'll that'll actually help me fund my uh, my movie producing Katamari <laughs> uh, <laughs> movie empire. It's easy to eat. Pass me the. Oh, uh, you know how much spicy. I. You know how much I'm getting that spicy. <laughs> really? Probably every yeah. third person that walks in, that's they go, the "That's the pepper." To open that one up. Is that the spiciest one? Yeah, yeah that's right, some go. of that action. Some of the people are just walking to go. Yeah. I like it that it fits in my mouth. Look, <laughs> <laughs> guy goes, "Hmm, wow, this is this really is easy to eat." So, <laughs> thank you for the catchphrase. And uh, <laughs> if we ever do do a commercial, I'm going to have to conscript you for that. He also he also fits in your mouth. He's Shannon Barnson. Oh shit! I oh. <laughs> yeah, good I for totally. You. I'm only fitting in one mouth lately. Anyway. I like that. His own. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. What the? Oh, God. After years of calisthenics and and yoga. I've got two ribs ribs removed. removed. Oh, I'm sucking my own dick. Anyway. 30 years years of kundalini yoga. You should run for office. I'm so glad I got a couple months off. Uh, (laughs) Three minutes into the dick sucking jokes. I know, right? That's what it took. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I do other stuff too. Uh, <laughs> although, although he's really good. At yeah, it's like I really enjoy the other thing. Yeah, I understand you and Crispin Glover are doing a self help series of videos. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> uh, come to my. <laughs> it's important to stretch. You gotta Sorry, do the. I can kick. That was a good, that was a good Crispin. <laughs> Crispin Glover. Uh, come to my pub quiz uh, Wednesday nights. Lucky thirteen. 
Just imagine your fourth vertebrae is a, a hinge. That's right. It's a good time. Watch me Yell either have thoughts. a good time or get really mad. You just never know what's going to happen. Jay Whitaker is over there enjoying the uh, vegan jerky. It's easy to eat. <laughs> That's pretty good. Keep practicing. I think you'll nail it. I know. It's easy to eat. Got it. Yeah, it's easy to eat. I it. just don't want you to do it anywhere near your church's commercial. Yes. There, yeah. yeah that church, church. Gosh. That, that, I, feel like I, I, I feel like we should shoot it as a commercial. That, be, that like becomes my thing. And I'm like 65 years old one day. And I'm like at, at, a, at a con. In like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a just, commercial con. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just and they're like, it's the easy to eat guy. There he is. And I'm just like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be like signing the, his fucking get the fuck out. You're gonna be the, uh, you're gonna be the where's the beef girl of, of vegan jerkies. <laughs> Buy a goddamn t-shirt yeah. and move along. It's easy to eat. It's difficult to die. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> That's a good commercial idea for you. What? Where's the beef? Not get here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here, you senile old bat. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Jay Whitaker. I'm doing shit. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Jay Whitaker. That's where I'm doing shit. Next. <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, it's it's a designated driver and producer of the program, uh, Quad T. Hey. Too Tall Trill Tony. Oh, good to be here. Where can we find your stuff? Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the uh, Gadget Spot podcast with Excitable James. Woo! Thanks, Lee, for filling in for James today. I'm excitable Lee, by way of Excitable James. <laughs> and uh, Jaron and Owen, talking about gadgets, tech, and video games. Woo. All right. Blake. You ever tripped on your beard? Not yet, but I did go out in the wind one day last week, and it blew up and hit my eye. Why does this sound... <laughs> that kind of hurt. Why does this sound like a fable? No, it's for real. <laughs> like a mythical thing. <laughs> it actually happened. The Sasquatch came out, and the... What what hit your beard? Like, my beard flew up and hit my eye. This sounds like some dataless data data shit. a little bit, yeah. Did That's you get a pink eye? No, no, no. I keep my beard clean like, like a good man. You don't rub your uh, beard on buttholes I sure don't. <laughs> why, why, why has it got to be buttholes the first thing? That's how you get pink eye. <laughs> I thought you got butt- that... No, I thought you got no. that from peeing in the road. No, 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 no. no you got you that. never want to no, fart. It's, it's never a, fart on your friend's face. You six, might get yeah, a pink it's, eye. It's good fecal matter in your eye. Yeah. Six oh, minutes right. in and we in the dick sucking and buttholes. Sorry, I'm like really on top of my game. All right. <laughs> that just must make it a third show. Oh, Power man. top of your game. It is. Uh, and we have a host, ladies well, and gentlemen. We're, we're not oh, quite no, done. But, but we're we not got quite Blake. done yet. Yeah, I was introducing our host, Mr. Blake Castleman. I'm sorry, Carrie, you've been replaced. No, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Blake's been roped into this. Carrie, that means you own the show now. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Blake is uh, keeping Jimmy's seat warm. Yes. And Jimmy appreciates it. Yeah. Uh, Blake Castleman from uh, Salt Lake Comic Con and Salt Lake Gaming Con. All right. And, and he, last episode, he told us about all this cool stuff that is happening at Salt Lake Gaming Con, which oh. is July 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th. At the Southtown Expo Center. I mean, it's he, weird that it's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And boy, and boy are we doing some panels. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm stupid. <laughs> um, but a lot of, uh, we're going to be doing some panels. I mm-hmm. think we're going to do a, a live recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the of the podcast there, I will be there just playing the free pinball because that's available. Well, the sad part um, is from Southtown, the only th- way we can broadcast is through tin cans that's and true. spring. Noisy rooms down there. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, so SaltLakeGamingCon dot com. Yes, and uh, a lot of very cool stuff happening. Boy, you're managing. I just want to watch. I just want to watch live Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah, yeah. Like that will be so fun. Now, that, that's that's going to be an indoor track. It's going to be an indoor track. 
And it's like you're uh, not getting... like Shannon says. It's it will be live Mario Kart. You oh will my not God. get people Jimmy throw off like of those. foam like foam Turtle mushrooms each and other. People, and stuff? people will throw foam shit at, at uh, people driving. You will yeah! not. You will not get Jimmy off those carts. You <laughs> That's will not. True. He's going to be on them nonstop, and he's going to be telling people to. Suck Jimmy, it it's time for your paddle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he'll he'll drive the cart to the panel. And then I'll drive it back to the, co- the course. Yep. <laughs> I, lo- I, I think Shannon should drive one of the cars and just somehow go into it. Just like oh. stuck in a wall. <laughs> or off a cliff. That's never that's happened before. Real the life. real life golf cart will fuse somehow to the real life wall. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, how did he do it? <laughs> I'm the fucking glitch, man. Oh, what? Oh, and our special guest, Mr. Kerry Jackson. Oh, hi. <laughs> former host. Former host of the Geek Show Pod. I, I heard he's here. Where is he? He's right there. He's over playing that Playboy v- p- pinball machine. <laughs> it's, the one, it's the one with the hot tub art. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the one that I'm hoping is there is one that... God, this is terrible. Um... I hate telling stories like this because I realize I sound like my father and my grandfather. We love when you tell um, stories I like this. The, the, um, the town I grew up in, my first job was washing bottles at Jerry's Dairy. And Jerry's Dairy had connected to it a burger place. Mm-hmm. You know, it says Jerry's Dairy and the Burger Barn. It was called Urger's Burgers. Yeah. But he had a pinball machine in there <laughs> that was based on silent films called Flickr. Yeah. And by the time I left that job, I... I had mastered that pinball machine. Yeah, mastered it. I mean, I uh, hang on. I, I got a question. One quarter, and I was there for hours. Yep. If you've mastered a pinball machine, mm-hmm. does that mean you've mastered all the nope. pinball? Oh, no, nope. sir, no, sir. No, nope. nope. my my daughter's science school. Aren't the physics the same? No, from one pinball my daughter. No, the they got like different ramps and my daughter. My daughter's school. My daughter's school actually did that. a course on on the physics of pinball, and hmm. it's it's amazing. I mean, hmm. and yep. if you back in the heyday of pinball, uh, physics. So. You, if you were a, if you were an engineer that could pull off a hard to beat pinball game, but not impossible to beat, you you got bonus like crazy. Yeah. So the flippers aren't the same on each one, as no, far as like, like how the much they toss the, the ball when you hit it. Placement, I understand that special events, but are the balls all the same weight? <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Yes, in the machine. Yes, okay. yes. That's the one from, constant. The one constant from one machine to the next is the ball. Is the balls is are the same. The same. Yeah. That's the only constant. Okay. Some machines okay. would only have two flippers, and other machines would have like four. Yeah. I've seen some with three and some four. Have multiple yeah. levels. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it, it's funny because I always want. I love that classic Star Trek pinball, mm-hmm. but it, I just could not get into it. Yep, there was an Adams Family one that I was phenomenal. That was the Adams Family one. I played that Star one Trek at the Next Generation one. I played that one in the Nickelcade two. Did you? Oh yeah. my god! I the, like the, I said but last episode. Gary Coleman's, uh, it was on what? Uh, what beach? Uh, State of Maine. No, it was on Newport Beach or whatever in L.A. Yeah, I wasn't there with you, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Cocaine's hell of a I drug. Was on, <laughs> that was a no, different was, hallucination. No, it was, it was Jeffy Scott. It might have been and me. Charlie. No, There's a there. possibility. But I got. I, I smoked all this weed. It was like and and then he hallucinated I me. I played that game. For fucking three hours. And it turns like, out you were stuck in a wall. There was a new glitch. I got an Are you sure maybe that you weren't? You thought it was three hours, but in reality it was like five minutes. It felt like three hours. It might have been. Felt like three hours to you. So the hardest pinball machine I ever played was a Texas Hold'em pinball, where you actually had to light up hands of poker. I played that. That was hard because there were different tiles that you try to knock down with the flippers. That is hard. To be like you know trying to get a flush. South Park one was good. That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, there will be more than just pinball there. Yep. Oh, Sorry, yeah. we spent an awful Sorry, lot of time. Got, got, there will also be uh, 
hundreds of board games on hand that people can go and play. And uh, Fantasy so Flight it, Games is going to be there with X-Wing, and which is my favorite tabletop it's, it's game. It's gaming in general, not just video gaming. It's, it, it's, it's gaming, it's, tabletop, board, yes. all that stuff. Yes. Is there going to be some magic? There's going to be some magic. The Card gathering. Games, There's going to yeah. be a Magic the Gathering tournament. Is, cool. uh, or is Fantasy Flight bringing their new collectible card game, Destiny? I, I hope Because so. so. uh, Fantasy Flight makes some beautiful games. They, yep. they also do the Game of Thrones card games. Uh, living card games. They're fantastic. What, what about, about Hero Clicks? What about basketball? <laughs> Wrong game. That's not tabletop, dude. <laughs> what about badminton? That's uh, backgammon. Backgammon. There will be some EA Sports. Hey, hey. there you go. Right. Pog. Some virtual basketball. No, no man, pog. I want real basketball. Oh, okay. Dunking right. on I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. You're going to lose me on the actual tabletop floor, though. I'll, I will be there. And just crying. I'm excited. Right. Let's do this. Let's I'll, make it happen. I'll be screaming, right. barrel roll, you fools. So that's uh, July 7th and 8th. Right? Southtown, Southtown Expo, Expo Center, Center in Sandy, yeah. Utah. Salt, yep. Lake Comic, Salt Lake Gaming Con.com. Yeah, right. Comic Con's a few months after that. That is. All right. Don't, don't want to freak you out there, but it's coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like your work Got is never those. done. We are planning both at the same time. Oh, Boy. that must be so fun for you, Blake. And sometimes I put my shoes on before my socks. <laughs> All right, uh, so I was going to save this for when Jimmy was here because he's a Robert Zemeckis fan. He's probably not coming. Well, back. we're all Robert Zemeckis fans. It's true. I mean, Shannon was playing a video game and Jimmy just fell into a wall. Uh, stuck <laughs> in the wall. Robert Zemeckis is going to be doing a series on the History Channel for a new scripted drama about Project Blue Book. Oh, really? Oh, the do UFO. You re- the U- do you remember that shitty television show yeah. from the 70s? Well, see, that's why I, I, that's why I, I brought do. this story up. I love that show. Hang on. That's why I brought this story up. It was on right before Cliffhangers. The series follows Dr. J. Allen Hynek, brilliant college professor, recruited by the U.S. Air Force to spearhead a clandestine operation that researched thousands of cases, many of which were never solved. Each episode will draw from the actual files, blending UFO theories with authentic historical cool. events from one of the most mysterious eras in the United States history. Project UFO was the show. Yeah. This one's just called Blue Book, but I hope that the Jack Webb estate is getting you know some, some cash from this. <laughs> because oh, Jack, Jack, Jack Webb created the show. Who's Jack Webb? Yeah. Uh, Dragnet. Friday. Ja- oh, Lieutenant Friday. Lieutenant Friday. He also, he also yeah. produced One Adam Twelve. He did. Oh, okay. And he, he does the voiceover for the beginning of Project UFO. Ezekiel saw the wheel. This is the wheel he said he saw. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I hope he's getting dough because that's what that show was. Yeah. Project UFO was the exact same thing. Jack Webb was a UFO nut. He went through all that Project Blue Book, Blue Book shit, all those files, and, and would, would find ideas for the show. Yep. And from he had those two, things. two investigators that, that traveled around the country. It was basically X Files before X Files. It, it was. was. Uh, William Jordan was Major Jake Gatlin. That's a TV name. And oh, here's some great names. Yeah. Caskey Swaim. What? Played Sergeant Harry Fitz. Harry Fitz. It didn't didn't he try to sell us a house <laughs> up in Park City? Oh, that was Harry Rames. That was Harry Rames. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Different. Oh so, God, I'm having my Harry Fitz. Oh, Jesus. So there you go. That that is wow. Kind of, I, I was just I was just blown away when I read that, and I went, "That's all. That's, that's a yeah. show." So in uh, 1978, there was the Blue Book show, and then there was a show afterwards called Cliffhangers that was all like uh, swashbuckler type things, Dracula stuff, and every single 20 minute segment ended in a cliffhanger every week. I think it lasted maybe five episodes, Dang. probably. But but Blue Book was on about that same time. 
Project, all, domi- all dominated by Love yeah. Boat. Project but. UFO. All right. But look for Blue Book. I'm on excited. The, on the History Channel coming soon. On. Uh, let's see. Witcher. The Witcher. I love The Witcher. Witcher 3 is my favorite game of all time. <laughs> Just you, in case. Why don't you tell us how you really feel, dog? Well, all right. I you love l- The Witcher. Well, you like your Castlevania Netflix series, right? Yeah. Maybe. Wh- Witcher series. Huh? Yeah. Ne- Netflix. Yeah. I heard about this. CG visual effects company, a plantage image, English language. Uh, Witcher series spawned by Polish novelist, Adrzew Zawrowski. John Don Smith. Pronounce his name. I forget Professional how to radio 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 So, Break it into uh, manageable pieces, Carrie. Andreds. <laughs> it's... Do you want me to try? I, I, I know phonics. Let me circle it for you. And I'll let you. Okay, I like how you're just like, you go into straight Teacher seven mode. mode. Right? Yeah, straight seven mode. And Zrez Sapowski. I think it's Andrez Sapowski. Sapowski. Fuck you, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Lebowski. Um, uh, he, he says, I'm thrilled that Netflix will be doing an adaptation of my story, staying true to the source material and the themes that I've spent over 30 years. I have no he's, idea. Writing. He's written a lot of books in the Witcher universe. Uh, he will be a cr- creative consultant. Wait, so, so the video game is based off a book? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's, and The Witcher is a great series of games. Here's the interesting thing. That, that game is, uh, created, or, uh, was created and produced by CD Projekt Red. It's a Polish company. And they they are most well known for well, the. I Witcher hope they're series. better than their submarine company. Mm-hmm. It's not so good, but uh, the the game has done phenomenally well. Uh, one did well, two did better, three has sold gangbusters and just done really well. It's a fantastic game. Now the Netflix series doesn't have anything to do with the game. CD Projekt Red isn't involved, but uh, they got the author involved for the Netflix series. More based on the books. More huh? based on the books, exactly. Interesting side note is that the author actually sold all of the rights of The Witcher to CD Projekt Red for video games back when the first one was done. CD Projekt Red offered him, uh, would you like a percentage of the sales or do you want just this lump sum of money? And he uh, and he laments this to this day. He, did, he didn't have any faith in the in the uh, studio because this was their first big game. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what, just give me the lump sum of money. And he still regrets to this day not taking the percentage because the game series took off so Stupid. well, unfortunately, mm. for wow. him. Okay. But uh, uh, And uh, finally, this before we go to break and broken news and then your questions. Uh, since we have uh, Blake here from Comic-Con. Um, Hascon Family. Huh? Hascon Family. Are you ha- breaking that into manageable pieces? I'm trying. It's <laughs> Polish. I don't. I love it. No, Hasbro. <laughs> Hasbro is throwing their own con. Really? It's Are they going to have exclusive figures? I'm Has-con. sure. I'm sure they will. Hascon family. Se- September eighth through the tenth. I gotta go. Uh, well, I think it's is that Salt Lake? No, we're later in the month for September. Um, so it's Transformers, GI Joe, My Star Wars, Pony, Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, Monopoly, Play-Doh, Nerf, and I it's want all my Monopoly. They also have the rights to Micronauts. Oh, and to Mag- Mask, Magic the Gathering. Oh, and if they Hasbro? have the rights, oh, they oh. Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. I didn't know they owned Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Huh. So they have the rights to D and D. 
Uh, it will have uh, exclusive product reveals, panels. There's your exclusives, Lee. Mm-hmm. Carrie, it's a write-off. Let's go. It, it's <laughs> in. Uh, it's not in a place that you want to go. And I, it's funny when I cut and paste the story out of the news source that I got this from. I, I didn't get where it was, but it's like it's in some guy's butt. Oh, it's Rhode Island. Well, that's that. That's that's. I've where, always wanted. That's where Kenner is. Our tiny estate. Well, that's the where smallest state in the union. That's, that's where, has, Hasbro's headquarters. Is so Rhode they Island, they didn't so. just buy Kenner. They took over Kenner. They took over the they, the state of Rhode Island. They apparently. were in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, you got to go to Rhode Island for that. But it's uh, sixty bucks for adults, six hundred for a VIP three day pass. Uh, that seems reasonable, don't you think, Blake? It's very a, reasonable. It's yeah. a write off. <laughs> <laughs> it is a write off. All right. I, I seriously, we start driving now. Our VIP three day passes are cheaper, but we don't have exclusive toys. I could change that for you. Well, hey, I could and they're also less start now. They're also less bronies. That's it's all in, like it's in, yeah. yeah, they're there, but not as many right. as will be at this. I'll be an exclusive it's in, toy. Start. It's in Providence <laughs> specifically. In between making jerky, yeah. make Blake action figures. I I will. I will. I, it's, I have so many things I want to do after my Jerky Empire is established. <laughs> jerky Empire. So there's first there's the action figures, and then Get there's your the movie. Blake action figure with your VIP. The, the, yeah, it's, it's easy to eat. It's six hundred dollars. <laughs> it's made of jerky. It's your edible Blake Castleman action figure. <laughs> Limited edition. There's right. only one made. I'm chewy. <laughs> <laughs> He's easy to eat. He's not so easy to eat. <laughs> I have indigestion. <laughs> This one sounds. This one tastes too literary. <laughs> I had a Blake action figure, and I paid for it the next day. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, just bro- say it was spicy both ways. Uh, bro- Ooh, bro- I made a Castleman. <laughs> Castleman, Castlemanvania. Um, broken news next, and then your questions after these messages. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees. No more yelling up and down the stairs and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. Cabin Fever, located at the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Did your recently out gay dad just graduate in film studies at the U? 
Oh, what a coincidence. I'm certain Cabin Fever will have something for your dear old dad to mark all of these occasions. Since opening their door in 1982, Cabin Fever has provided Salt Lake City with unique gift ideas and continues to keep doing so. Located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, stop in, say hi to Dave, browse the walls and aisles filled with hundreds of vendors' products from vintage lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles, and unique coffee mugs, shot glasses, toys, gag gifts, magic, and of course, rubber duckies. Celebrating 35 years in Zion, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Broken news, welcome to it. I'm here, I care. It's the, uh, yes you do. I remember what day it is. (laughs) is the, The episode is entitled Three Minutes In. Can't remember why, but we will get back to it in a moment. I stand by for that. Joining me for broken news is uh, Shannon, of course, and Chef Daniel Cantu. Hello there. I got Thanks. nowhere else to be anymore. You don't? No. Oh. oh, that's right. I have to look at my phone every day. Okay, yeah, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Well, I'm glad you remembered to show up. Yeah. And I'm glad Chef Daniel showed up too. Uh oh, I forgot to have. I forgot to have dark liquor down here for us. Oh, yeah. So we can raise a glass. Well, we'll just have to raise our liquids we have. <sighs> Adam West. Adam West. Such a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah. Um, not unexpected. No. He's been in ill health for a while. The last time he was uh, here in town, he was not well necessarily altogether. Yeah. Although it was uh, it was uh, lymphoma or something like that, yeah, leukemia, 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 yeah. uh, that uh, that got him. I'm glad we got to see that panel in, in San Diego. Oh, oh yeah, when Batman '66 we down in uh, San Diego Comic Con. We got to see it was it was West, it was uh, Burt Ward and uh, Julie Newmar. Yeah, and they were all sitting up there like three crazy old people talking about the old Batman show. Well, that that was the last time we were there. Huh? It was like five years ago. Oh yeah, it's been a while. I was looking at I was looking at some stuff. I'm selling some stuff, and uh, I give it to my nephew and let him take care of it. Right. And uh, I realized it had been a long time since we've been to San Diego, and 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 it was fun. But you know, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll go again. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in a rush. I'm not either. That way. But uh, yeah, Adam West. Um, the family had a statement. Our dad always saw himself as the bright knight, as opposed to the dark knight, and aspired to make a positive impact on his fans' lives. He'll always be our hero. Um, they also uh, shared uh, through his Twitter account, he was the greatest. We'll miss him like crazy. We know you'll miss him, too. Uh, let's see. So a uh, lot of celebrities stepping up and saying you know, saying their piece. Uh, Julie Newmar, mm. my cat woman. Yeah. Mm. Uh, referred to him as Stellar, Example, a king to the end. He was bright, witty, and fun to work with. I will miss him in the physical world and savor him always in the world of imagination and creativity. He meant so much to people. Uh, let's see. A friend said, the father that we wanted. Uh, that's a great gift no matter how you live it. Uh, Burt Ward had a long <clears throat> statement about how he's devastated. Seth MacFarlane, family guy. Yeah. The mayor. Uh, said, uh, family guy has lost its mayor, and I have lost a friend. Adam West was a joy to work with, the kind of guy you always wanted to be around. 
His positivity, good nature, and sense of fun were undeniable, and it was always a big jolt of energy when he walked in to record the show. He knew comedy, and he knew humanity. Uh, so, Adam West. Now, um, let's not forget that he was also in The Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Very important film to a young Carrie in high school. I won't tell my crappy story I have about him. Oh, yeah, you did have a... We had an unfortunate encounter in the seventies. Are you gonna? You want to? Uh, well, I mean, he was kind of mean to me. I was a little kid. Is at the Autorama, and I was thinking about it on the way here. I was like, should I tell the story? But then I was like, yeah, I will, because so I, I had to have been like ten, mm-hmm. right? And it's at the Autorama, and I, and he was, you know, Adam West is going to be there, my Batman. Would he show up in? Would he show up in costume to do all those things, or just just he walked himself? up and he was wearing like a Batman hat. I remember. Yeah. I was so excited to see it. It just kind of brushed me and my my hillbilly brother <laughs> off and went and hung out with the uh, rich kids. <laughs> kind of hurt my feelings. But then I was like, he was probably sick of that a little bit. At that point, he was. I mean, he did a, sh- he did a full Shatner, you know, yeah. he, he, you know, and, and Des Moines did the same thing. They, they were happy for their fans, and then it's like, I'm not Spock, I'm not Batman, right. I'm not Kirk. And then they realize that's stupid. Right. You know, embrace it. And, and then he Cause finally... Because this had been like a decade after the show was off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? so he was probably and, in that hating part of it. Yeah, and he couldn't get work or whatever, but... Well, he could get work. He got Young Lady Chatterley 2. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. He got uh, Robinson Caruso on Mars, although that was a long time ago. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, so. I... That guy <laughs> was a part of my life because I would, ru- I would like, run home. Yes. From school, because it, it was were, on Channel 13. There were two episodes every yeah, afternoon, yeah, so. and you'd watch them all the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was my first exposure to Batman. Really? Real, probably mine, too. Well, I mean, I, I, mean I, was, I read comics when I was a kid. See, uh, this was before I started. I didn't start comics until I was about six or seven, probably seven. But he's our first live-action superhero. For us, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there were Batman serials before right. that, the theaters and all that, but... There's a very interesting article on io9. If you go read the whole thing, Evan Narcisse wrote the 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 title of it is the importance of Adam West's bright night Batman. And I'll just give you you know a little bit of it here. I go and read it. You know, since you're listening to this at work anyway, and, and it holds up. I think it's still a damn good show. Well, and, and that was my personal journey with it. Was I was a little kid, and I remember the kid next door I was friends with, Brian Carson. He always wanted to play Superman, and I, 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 and I know you hate me saying this. I never found Superman yeah. interesting, but uh, I, my mom made me a Batman cape, mm-hmm. like the Adam West one, except I, I told her, I said, would you put the Batman symbol on the back because I don't have the shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, oh, I had that cape for years, slept in that damn thing. Um, and it was, as I'm watching it as a kid, and tell me if you did the same thing. I wasn't looking at it as though it was funny. Me either. You know? Me either. I was like, oh, shit. How's Robin going to get out of this clam? I mean, I mean <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> even, even when they were tied up in a giant coffee cup. Yeah. And were about to be poured from a giant coffee pot, you know, yeah. the coffee was going to melt them. That was not funny to me, That man. scared the shit out of me. That was like, they're in fucking peril, you know? <laughs> It's I, true. I was yeah. too young to see the jokes. And then later in life, you watch it and go... And then later in life, you watch it and you go, like, Oh, this is goofy as what, fuck. What the fuck did they do? What? <laughs> you know, you got mad. Yeah. I, this, is, this was my journey with it. Uh, 
you know, I enjoyed it, and then and then I got exposed to the to the other Batman, mm-hmm. you know, the the Dark Knight. Yeah. And then you go back and watch it again. You, you got mad because right. you were like, clearly, this was just a bunch was- of Hollywood executives and all this who just didn't get it. Yeah. And and did it that way. You don't realize. There was a journey, you know, and, and if it wasn't for that Batman, and that's the point of this article, we wouldn't get the Batman that we have now. Uh, let's see. It says there were superhero film serials, TV shows, cartoons before 1966, but uh, it was exceptionally more successful than anything that preceded it. 1966 Batmania was a fever of public fascination. It's true. You go back and, and you look at, go online and look for some of that stuff. Just look up Batmania 1966 and you'll see it was everywhere. It was the number one show on television. People loved it for the first year and then they got tired of it really quick. <laughs> it, it went, whoo, oh, it just. It How just, many years was it on? It's only three seasons, only oh, okay. three years. But that was back when they made a lot of shows for a season. Right. You know, I'm trying to remember. It was like 22 or something. Oh, more like than that, that. yeah. Like 30 or more. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. Uh, but anyway, uh, Batmania was a fever of fascination. The first times that a superhero property proved capable of creating multi-level discourse and fandom. Before the debut of the weekly Batman TV series starring Adam West and Burt Ward, uh, sales of the comics were abysmal. The camp aspect of the show either introduced adults to the Cape Crusader for the first time or rekindled the relationship to the character they once read as kids. It's infectious yet safe appeal. Let parents feel okay about letting their kids watch it and indulging requests for toys, costumes, and lunchboxes because it was so family-friendly. The show's success became a worldwide fascination, proved that a superhero adaptation could reach a multivalent audience. Uh, Batman 66 opened the door for would-be imitators and follow-ups with varying degrees of success. Film studios and TV production companies attempted to generate their own superhero fare, all chasing the kind of omnipresent zeitgeist that the ABC series generated. Without Adam West as Batman, we probably would never get Christopher Reeve as Superman, Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk, or the 70s Spider-Man show. Without the jokey, can't-take-it-serious tone of the first live-action TV Batman, you'd never have Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams charting a moody, atmospheric return to the character's pulp inspirations. That sea change feeds directly into Frank Miller's Dark Knight, and uh, then uh, Batman Year One, and that's that's the evolution. So this this uh, this guy uh, Evan Narcisse on io9, it's it's a long article. Read yeah. it, but he makes an excellent point about how important this stupid little show was, really to. Everything that we're experiencing now. Yeah, I would agree. Right? But uh, just amazing. And I, yeah, I got mad at that show when I started to get older, like in my teens. I got, yeah. when, when Frank Miller came along and I went, this I, is Batman. This is, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is the goddamn Batman. And then, like, lately I've been watching it. Like, whenever it's on TV, I watch it. <clears throat> and it just, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, it does feature my favorite Batman villain, <laughs> King Tut. King Tut. <laughs> I got the Lego minifig of him. <laughs> oh, that makes me jealous. Uh, yeah, King Tut, who is an Egyptian archaeologist professor who got hit on the head and yeah, is got- convinced he is King Tut. You know, so stupid. It's so bad. Uh, but hilarious. I need a death metal Batman. I'm throwing that out there. That's, oh. I can't find him. If you find one, get one to Shannon yeah. right away. Oh. Have you seen any of the, the bat metal videos? It's essentially Death Clock's music, but no. it's bat metal. Oh no! Yeah, they've done two or three of them, so <laughs> they're they're pretty funny. I'll check that out. 
Yeah, YouTube Bat Metal. You'll come across it. <laughs> Daniel's probably too young to appreciate the Adam West Batman. Well, no, I, I, I certainly did. I, was, I wasn't too young when I first saw it, but mm-hmm. uh, I was able to kind of get some of the humor. Uh, all the time of them just walking up the sides of the buildings oh, with yeah. somebody popping out the window. I mean, th- that alone Sam cracked Davis me up. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up every time. <laughs> right? Why yeah. can't I think of the actor's name? Yeah, see? Uh, where's your messiah now? Where's your messiah now, see? I mean, he, he's there. Yeah. You know, they, they, oh, geez, it was just amazing. Anyway. I, I wonder if people were clamoring for a shot to be the, the guy that pops out the window to oh, talk to they him. They were, were, yeah. Yeah, all of Hollywood wanted to guest on that show. Like I said, the first two seasons. Third season, yeah, the popularity went down, and it was just gone. And it's it's there is a movie. Yeah, there is an Adam yeah. West Batman movie, and it's it's really good. It's really good. That's where you get the uh, some days you just can't get rid of the bomb, you know, yeah. where he's got the goofy cartoon bomb over his head. But, shark repellent. I was going to say, is where the shark repellent appeared in yeah. that movie? It's just called uh, Batman movie or just Batman. Batman. Some, look for it. I've got it in there. It just, it, but it has the best line in it where he. He's about to throw the bomb into a bar. Yeah, I but he, love this. But he can't, you know. And then he's he's trying to throw the bomb over the water, but there are ducks down there, and there are nuns there's over nuns here, over and here. there's a marching band. He can't get rid of the bomb, and he uh, suddenly there's an explosion. Robin's convinced he's dead, and he pops up out of nowhere and says, uh, "Luckily, I was able to shield myself behind these metal pipes that were just here." I, <laughs> but you could have just thrown the bomb into that bar with all those drunks. Yeah. They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're still human beings and can be salvaged. Salvaged? Right. <laughs> and then later they're climbing up a wall. He says, I don't understand how all those crazy costume villains walking around and nobody called the police. It's a low neighborhood full of rum pots. <laughs> they have delusions and chalk it up to their alcoholic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, sorry. All right, moving on. Adam West. Adam yeah. West. Raise Rest a glass. Did you see the Black Panther trailer? Yeah. Oh, my God. Looks pretty good, huh? We're getting a Black Panther movie. Pretty excited. That's right? Jesus. Who would have thunk? It was so good. Uh, it dropped on Friday. It's the first, ch- uh, first chance that we've had to see uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, outside of Civil War, you know, in his own thing. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o there, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, all the, it, it, I was just amazed at the whole trailer. I was just blown away by good. it. I went, it. It looks great. And uh, Martin Freeman's there. And I like how Claw's acting kind of crazy. Yep. Oh, that's that's going to be so much fun. Anyway, so if you haven't seen it, again, you're, you're working right now. Go ahead and look at it tomorrow. I'm, I'm not gl- working. Uh, you're not. I, I'm glad you're here because I have some DC characters that I need to talk to you Uh-oh, about. Okay. All right. So um, you like Supergirl. You've been watching it, right? Love that show. Season three. They're making it right now. Good. They have found their no big... No musical episode, please. <laughs> they have found their big bad for season three. Yeah. And this was, remember, the, the finale of season two. It was back on Krypton and these... People were putting, you know, into a rocket like the Supergirl rocket and the Superman rocket. Yeah. Putting a baby into a rocket. They should have just made a lot of rockets, huh? <laughs> right? Now, you didn't, you didn't see what the people looked like. They were, like, in hoods and stuff. And the baby was all wrapped up in a blanket, so you couldn't see it. Um, but they've cast Odette Annabelle to join the superhero drama series 
the regular role of villain Rain. R-E-I-G-N. Rain. I don't know who that is. Okay. First appearing in the Supergirl comics in 2012. Uh, oh, that was after I stopped, stopped reading Supergirl. Uh, Rain is one of several world killers, bloodthirsty, powerful monsters that were created by Zor-El. Like Supergirl, Rain boasts superhuman strength and speed and all that. Uh, so there you go. That is who the big bad is. She comes from uh, the CBS medical drama Pure Genius, Astronaut's Wife Club, Banshee, show you watched. Yeah, I love the Banshee. House, Breaking In, Cloverfield, she's been all that. So, Ooh, she's scary looking. Odette Annabelle as Rain. She's gray. Gray? She's scary looking, Carrie. Okay. You want to see her? Sure. And then uh, oh, the, the other... Supergirl. Oh. I hope she doesn't That's dress her. like that on the show. Mm. <laughs> and then the other uh, DC uh, project is uh, Tala Ash has joined uh, the cast of uh, Legends of Tomorrow as Zari Adriana Tomaz. Now, I found f- three stories on this, uh-huh. and all the, and two of the sources I really trust. Right. And they didn't say who the character was. They just said that this character uh, will be a gray hat hacktivist. Uh, she will be Muslim. Uh, and she will be joining. Okay. Now, one of my other sources, which is he's- 75% right. They sometimes get things wrong. They're saying that the character that she is going to be is Isis from the Sh- Shazam Isis Power Hour. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> now, so I don't know how true that is. Well... I don't know how accurate that is. I would like it to be. <laughs> Sounds like something they do on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> it does sound like something that they would do. But anyway, so she's uh, she's uh, hopefully going to be. Did they get ISIS. some writers on uh, Arrow? Any news on that? Nothing yet, no. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't like it. I still watch it. <laughs> I, di- I didn't watch it any of it this season. Really? This season yeah. was actually pretty good. Mm. I know, you're giving me that. You say that all the time, look. You anyway. like that last episode of, uh, what was it called? What? Smallville 2. That was remember? the one episode I liked. <laughs> it tricked me into watching it. Remember, I was so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then there's, uh, then there's this. Uh, Starship Troopers. What? Huh? An animated sequel. Oh, good. Called Traitor of Mars. And it'll be in theaters... For one night only, and then it'll be available to you to get at home. This has got to be good, huh? Um, Is it a sequel to the sequels, or a sequel to the, just the original? I, I, w- there were sequels, weren't yeah. there? Uh, they were terrible. I think it's a yeah. sequel to the sequels. It's Monday, August 21st, two screenings. Find a theater near you. There are only 500 that are doing it. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, last year, Columbia announced that they were going to reboot the franchise, but uh, nothing happened with that. Um, so far, anyway. But, yeah, Casper Van Dien, Dina Meyer reprising their roles. Well, I'm, All right. oh, never mind, I'm in. Good luck with that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, sad news. TNT has killed details from the Crypt reboot series. Sorry. And it was oh. exactly why I told you it would never get made. Nobody knows who owns the rights to all of this shit. Is that it? Because it's a combination of, I own the rights to the comic book. Well, I own the rights to this character, and I own the rights. It's, it's yeah. just all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's, I knew that's why it would not get made. Rights argument every time. They, mm. they should just go for a vault keeper or something else. Change it up. 
Well, see, that's the thing is that EC Comics, that that was the thing. He he didn't want to do the Crypt Keeper. He wanted to do the Vault Keeper. Right. And EC Comics owns the right to the Vault Keeper. And and they said, well, it's going to cost you. (laughs) So just won't do it. Uh, Let's see. uh, Animaniacs. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Is uh, possibly coming back. Amblin Television and Warner Brothers Animation. In the early stages of kicking around a brand new version of the show, nothing certain yet. But Spielberg, Spielberg is uh, looking into it as well. Ran from '93 to '98. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. We watch it at the set every once in a while. Pinky and the Brain. Um, the do, good feathers. Does, do, do they? Uh, do they hold they like up? It. They the kids like, like the it, Animaniacs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they get the jokes? Not like the Bill Clinton jokes, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And it does feature one of the uh, one of the dirtiest jokes ever in animate, you know, cartoon history. Yeah. Fingerprints. Oh yeah, it was uh, there was just a quick throwaway shot where they were detectives, the three of them, and and one uh, would say, Fing- "Get me some f- fingerprints or something." Look it up online, and then suddenly there's Dot holding prints in her arms and. They give each other looks. Dirty. Yep. Uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Finally, these two, th- one, one good news and one bad news. The good news, Patton Oswalt yeah. <clears throat> saw some of the venom of Hellboy fans who were very upset that uh, Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro will not be involved with the new Hellboy, that it's a complete reboot. And I guess he's uh, he's friends with uh, the new guy, David Harbour. And so he decided a detente, a dinner with, with the two of them, and he would sit down and show the fans that everything's fine. Yeah. I love this. Not since Bill Clinton, Menachem Begin, and Anwar Sadat has there been such an epic summit <laughs> yielding such a little result. <clears throat> so it was all over all their social medias and everything, and... Uh, the summit dinner was a smashing success. And uh, Ron Perlman said, good luck, kid, to the new guy. And then David Harbour went and got fitted for his Hellboy hand. So everything's fine uh, there. It's fine. Everything's fine there, Internet. Calm down. Perlman don't care. <clears throat> but this is of great concern to me. Uh-oh. Damon Lindelof. Oh, God. You know? What's that son of a bitch up to now? Well, you know, he's involved with... You know, uh, The Leftovers, mm-hmm. show I love. I think he's also involved with American Gods somehow. God, that show's great. Which is so good. Damon Lindelof wants to see more dongs on TV. <laughs> Gary hates dicks. There's a quote from him. There's an incredible disproportion between naked women and naked men on television. If you're going to do a show on HBO, which is one of the few places where you can do full frontal nudity, there's no excuse not to show more dongs. I'm passionate about this. He said that. This guy's passionate about his dicks. <laughs> and it was true. There was, in the last season of The Leftovers, there was, there was a lot. Was there? More than needed. It made my wife uncomfortable even, you know? And, yeah. she's, and she's no pro. She was like, did, did, we, did we have to have all of that, all that whole time? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, I got no problem with the dick. Anyway. There. Uh, Linda, <laughs> Lindelof's, uh, yeah, Leftovers wrapped up on Sunday. Did a lot. 
Uh, he told Vulture earlier this year, Game of Thrones has got nothing on us in terms of full frontal for the leftovers. Yeah. We've got the most male dong on HBO. <laughs> Did they get an award for that? I guess. I don't know. Uh, he acknowledges that full acceptance is a ways off. He says, I'm just the beginning of the vanguard, but I want to normalize male nudity on television. Uh, That's noble. There was lots of dicks on uh, Westworld. Yeah, Westworld. They had like a whole fridge full of dicks. Mm-hmm. Just standing there. I, mean, I think it was Jay that was saying that's that's a lot of nudity on that show, and it's not sexy at all. Right? <laughs> Who thought you'd sit there with like Tandy Newton naked oh, and you didn't care? I know, care. right? And you didn't care. Right? <laughs> so confusing to me. All right. Anything? Uh, anything you want to uh, mention or uh, talk about? Either of you? Something that you're into before we get back to the episode? We were just talking about it. I'm loving Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. <laughs> so fucking goofy. It's. Okay, I'll we'll have this we'll have this talk again. See, I think what happened with this showtime. When you have David Lynch on television and there are time restrictions, he gets to telling the story. Right. When he does not have time restrictions, because Showtime let him do whatever he wants, he will have a long shot of a coffee cup for two minutes <laughs> because he can. Right. Or a street light. You, you don't get it because you don't because do transcendental meditation. And I, I got thinking about that. I said, maybe that's where all this is coming from, is transcendental meditation that he's into. Give me another shot of a wind going through the trees. <laughs> I need this shot to last three entire minutes. Now, I'm just going to tell you, it could <laughs> be worse. Luckily, uh, Mark Frost is there. Yeah. Well, it's because it, this could have been complete nonsense. Exactly, exactly. You've seen and, Mulholland Drive, right? Uh, yes. Nonsense. Oh, it's it, complete nonsense. Ugh. And that was him. That, you know, that was supposed to. You know, no. that was supposed to be a Showtime TV series. That was. Yeah. So that was like the pilot. Then he just put a weird ending on it. <laughs> Showtime, so, Showtime saw that and said, "Yeah, no." So this, yeah. So this, <laughs> so this new Twin Peaks. Dougie. I mean, I had to push through the first two episodes, and I, I, I nearly abandoned ship. I nearly jumped. I love it. I, I love... I'm glad I stayed. Yeah. I'll say that. I, I'm glad I stayed. Uh, Charlie, his girl, and my girl, we watch it every Sunday. <laughs> and uh, those first, the first two were like those two-hour ones, mm-hmm. and we'd have to take a break. We'd say, okay, an hour in, <laughs> take a break, ate some cherry pie. <laughs> had some coffee. I had some coffee, and then we went back in. It's... Uh, no, I'm glad I powered through. I, I'm, you know, it's it's starting to to go forward yeah. and tell a story now, and you We're know, getting more like what's the Black Lodge all about? Well, once, what's going on? Yeah, once we got Coop out of the Black Lodge, I'm yeah. not spoiling anything. Yeah. You know, uh, that's when it, it's starting to tell a story now, and I'm happy instead of just being weird for weird's sake. And uh, I'm, I, I, like I told you, I, I binged all of Orange Is the New Black. I'm kind of tired. Today. The new season. Yeah, it's, it's good. Good. Got a little weird at the end. Takes a little Friday the Thirteenth kind of turn, <laughs> the end. Okay, but uh, it's uh, good, and it was, it's it's a lot different. But I think it had to be. Yeah, you can. You know? Yeah, I, I was starting to get a little tired of the formula there, and uh, I don't know where it's going to go for next season. Mm-hmm. It's that Daniel. Oh, I'm I'm so far behind on shows. I haven't caught anything new. Um, Book wise, inject, yes. injection. That's a new series I picked up. I'm. Big fan of Warren Ellis's writing. So oh, okay. That's that's one of his current ones. That's good. Injection, it's called. Injection. Injection. All right, I'll look for it. 
And get buy his food, <clears throat> goddammit. Oh, yeah. Chef Daniel, he's the man. We're going to have some, uh, what is this, lamb shanks? Some lamb shanks. Ooh, okay. Yeah, just a... Uh, uh, Hit on my website. Do it. Shoot me an email at daniel at cantuscatering.com. The website's cantuscatering.com. Uh, all sorts of little email. Yeah. yeah all Monday. sorts of information. Yeah. Here shoot, shoot out the menu. Take a look. Here in Salt Lake City. Uh, also, oh, just a quick recommendation because I know you love these goddamn characters. Um, if you go to your on demand service, whatever it is, that has Disney XD uh-huh. and look up uh, Marvel's Rocket and Groot. Oh, are those on there now? It's it's an it's a series that's coming. Yeah. But in the on demand section, I know with uh, Comcast they have this. They have a couple of episodes that you can watch. Oh, I'm gonna go check that out today. And uh, I mean, it doesn't start until later the month or in July, as I recall, the whole series. But the it's, art looks really. I mean, the, the the animation is really amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool and weird, right? <clears throat> and it looks like a show that you could watch with uh, the kids from the seven. They yeah. would totally dig it. Nice. So, uh, so look for that. All right, let's get back to the episode. The episode is called Three Minutes In. Please to enjoy. <laughs> let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in June. Batman, Dark Days. Darkness comes to the DC Universe with the Mystery of the Forge. Aquaman, The Flash, and more of DC's pantheon of heroes suspect Batman of hiding a dark secret that could threaten the very existence of the multiverse. Also a title called Crosswind, a slick and ruthless Chicago hitman, a smart but downtrodden Seattle housewife. When an inexplicable event strikes these two random strangers, their bodies, souls, and lives are switched to potentially deadly effect. It's Freaky Friday meets Goodfellas. Also the web-slinging, wall-crawling wonder returns to New York City in the all-new Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man a companion series to the best-selling Amazing Spider-Man series. Peter is going back to basics for big heroics and the Big Apple. Featuring adversaries old and new, be there as Spider-Man returns to his friendly neighborhood for his never-ending battle against crime and the dreaded Parker luck. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Individually, these four heroes have been on the front lines of the battle to keep the streets of the city safe and secure, but now, with a deadly enemy from the dim past making a major move to unite the underworld... They will need to become more. They will need to become the Defenders. Support local business. They're open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free, and 10% for active or retired military. 2043 East, 3300 South, your friendly neighborhood comic book store, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees. No more yelling up and down the stairs and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. Black Velvet Boutique, I've had a lot of Geek Show podcast listeners thank me for introducing them to Black Velvet Boutique. Well, Dawn and Leah at Black Velvet Boutique want to thank you for stopping by. They're located at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. It's a sexual wellness resource, locally owned and operated, open seven days a week. Uh, The staff's really supportive, very passionate about making sure their customers have a positive experience. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. I mean, talking about sex can be uncomfortable, if you let it. Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. You're free to just shop anonymously or 
you know, don't be shy. Engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building an honest dialogue and relationship with their customers and helping people make informed decisions. It's not a porn store or a novelty store. It's a store for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask about their free workshops as well. BlackVelvetBoutique.com, located at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. And we're back. Shazam! We're being serenaded by the dead Kennedys. Yes, we are. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh, Pol Pot. So uh, my, my favorite thing about Holiday in Cambodia is my, my grandma thought I was into drugs when I was 15. She was a few years early into that accusation. But uh, <laughs> uh, she saw a, a DK album sitting on my nightstand. And she was like, oh, the Dead Kennedys. What's that all about? So um, when I went to school the next day, she, she put on Holiday in Cambodia. Oops. Then she was convinced I was on drugs. <laughs> well, all right. So we poor stupid grandma. We uh, well, poor stupid grandma. All of the <laughs> stupid things that we were, you know, that our parents was taught and or believed about mm-hmm. rock music. Yeah. Well, my 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 parents. Uh, my parents all were all about rock music. Yeah. And country music. I remember, I remember they showed an acid trip on on uh, chips once, and my mom looked at, the, at my dad and said, "That's not what it's like." <laughs> <laughs> my dad often asked us to turn down the phonograph. The phonograph. <laughs> if you if you young kids don't turn down that phonograph, I'll take away the crank. Wow, those are different times, man. Oh, it's a uh, kiss. Knights in Satan's service. That's yeah. what it means. Get out of here. Get AC, out of here. AC, Antichrist, Devil's Devil's Children. Child. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what they thought it stood for? And Ozzy Osbourne, he's, he's going to ruin your children. Yeah. He's the Prince of Darkness. Flash forward, and there's an old doddering man on TV who can't operate the garbage <laughs> disposal. <laughs> I, you know? I, I or, don't know how to use the microwave. Or, likes to, <laughs> or he likes to throw roasts over the fence into the neighbor's yard. Well, it's, the, it's the same thing with, you know, Ice Cube, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. Ice Cube makes kid movies yeah. now. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was also a soft rock band called The Babies that was Kiss Without Their Makeup On. Oh, wow. That's right. What? Huh. I did that not know that. That is true. Um, and, and oh, Ice-T was on Match Game. Yeah, that's right. I was sitting there watching, and he's in a pink shirt. If you don't went back in time and said to me, Ice T will <laughs> be on Match Game a wearing pink. a pink shirt. You know, some people can pull off a pink shirt, Ice-T. though. Did you guys see they redid Love Connection? I haven't yeah, seen I, it yet. I heard about it. I saw the promo. It's a beautiful piece of shit. Really? Oh. But it's 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 no sweethearts. Is there I mean, any Come on, Charles Nelson Riley. Is there any swiping left or right on this game? Oh, they talk I, about it. They got mm, It's so fucking terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, we go to our Facebook page now for oh boy. questions from <laughs> you. <laughs> we got some good ones. Originals this time oh, around. Oh good, good, good. Uh, good. Our good. friend Dr. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's Doctor? up, Doc? Hey, Dr. White. Okay, I love this question. A movie studio executive here's a third show. <laughs> And gives you a $200 million budget to oh. make any film from any property or just out of your mind. You don't have to worry about making a profit or dealing with copyrights, remakes, reboots. It's all allowed. What film are we, the GSBC audience, going to see? Okay, Like so we're making it as a collective or like an individual? First, we take $150 million of that and split it six ways. That's yes. right. I'm yes. going with you. And then yeah. make a movie for $50 million. Okay. We make Carrie Jackson in the time closet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. It is. All right. 
So I know what Shannon and I would like to see is a team-up between the Christopher Reeve Superman and the Dukes of Hazard, where he burns the Confederate flag off of the General Lee, and then they go on, on adventures in the time closet. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, space. Seven, seven ways. I forgot about what? James. Does this have the seven original ways. Dukes of Hazard cast? Yeah, no, movie? no, the original. And the, it's all like movie. we use like all that new technology and shit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, no. the movie never happened. I, oh, I got an even better one. Do you guys want to hear what's... We make another transporter movie, but Shannon's the driver now. <laughs> Well, I can't jump about or kick anybody in the <laughs> no, fucking throat. Yeah, I know, but like you could drive. Can I be like the bad in the guy? Video I can't drive. I can't like drive. In the video games. I feel like I need a nap. I want to be the guy getting transported. <laughs> I want to. You can't fit in the trunk. Oh, come on. I want to be the sex slave locked in the trailer. Ooh. Do you guys want to hear a god honest answer? Like, yeah, like, sure. Do you want to like hear one from me as well? Yeah, 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 for sure. Go ahead. Uh, and this is going to sound crazy. I would like to make a really good version of Because of Win Dixie. It's like a children's, like a young adult. I would love to make, it's it's my, one of my favorite books. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. Like it needs to be done justice. They made a movie version of it and it sucked asshole. That's my Mm. review of it. Mm. I would really like to make a good version of that. Do you know what mine is? What? Mm. It's, it's a Smokey and the Bandit movie. Oh. But hear me out. It's I'm not in. it's not we have to get the beer to a party. Yeah. It's these guys like hippies up in Portland, you know, with their beards and, and, and the, the weed, the crafting and all that. Yeah. Well, they also run a distillery. Uh-huh. You know, because that's a, that's a what you do. It's a hippie, you know, Portlandia type of thing to do. It's a distillery of uh, something, maybe gin. We'll say gin for the sake of argument. Craft gin. And they need to get a tankard of their gin to a party on the East Coast. Carrie, I am in. Let's fucking write this. The problem is, is that rival hippies don't want them to succeed. And so they're all trying to stop the other hippies. But you can still have Buford T. Justice. They could call like this cop from fucking Utah. See, it's both. It's both. It's, It's a cop. And the rival hippies who are yeah. trying to stop the other. And right. like Smokey and the Bandit, though, those, yes. are just like, those are two good stoner names. Yes. <laughs> fucking, let's write. Th- I'm fucking. I like it. Do is, you even know how is, in uh, I am? Is Chris Pratt playing Burt Reynolds? Yes. He'd have to gain some weight. I don't think he'd mind. Oh, he likes gaining weight. It's one of his favorite things. Oh, see, when you said Burt Reynolds, I was thinking Jackie Gleason. No. Chris Pratt as Buford T. Justice. Yeah. There you go. I'm with this. Seth Rogen could be one of the hippies, maybe. He's Snowman. You get, you get, you He's get, fucking Snowman. He drives snowman. the fucking truck. He drives the truck. You get Nick Who drive, Off- who's the bandit, though? James fucking Franco. Nick Offerman in there somewhere? James I'd Nick Offerman's the sheriff. James Franco. Yeah. Yep. Nick Offerman's Actually, the sheriff, obviously. Nick Offerman, obviously, as the oh sheriff. Oh, my God. Nick yeah. Offerman as Buford T. Justice? Yep. So we plays, holy shit. Who plays the we Sally Field character? That, that would be Chris Pratt. <laughs> plays the Sally Field character. You're going in a direction there. Well, I am. <laughs> so they won't know that, it, that it's Chris Pratt till the end when he pulls off his mask. No, no. I mean, stop it. We're sorry. really fucking... Like a, sh- all right, we're so, really workshopping this right ladies now. Ladies and gentlemen, I need <laughs> you to buy a lot of jerky so I can produce this movie. <laughs> the Jerky King. Yeah. Jerky I, King movies last, presents. Jerky, last, jerky King last quick movies. thing on that question. <laughs> yeah. I would make just one good video game movie. Like, okay. I'd redo Street Fighter. That'd probably... I, or no, it, I think they're doing that, aren't they? No, but I mean, I'd do it good. Oh, <laughs> I see. When, well, I was, it, when I was a kid, Marvel and DC put out a 
oversized graphic novel, Spider-Man versus Superman. Mm-hmm. That would I be had that. That, that was this yeah. yeah. That would be cool because the villains were Doctor Octopus and Lex Luthor. And yeah. Yep. They, they did a whole series of crossovers in in '82. There's Teen Titans and X Men was was fantastic. And there was a Batman and the Hulk and the Hulk. Batman, the Hulk. Yeah, because Batman, Batman boxed his fucking yep. ears. That's how he took and him down. As a kid, I was like, "That's some bullshit." Yeah. Okay, so uh, not a question from our, our friend Stuart A. Lloyd. Uh, no question oh, for you today, Stuart. boys. I love Just. Him. Just love and thanks to you all. Oh, thank oh, you. Thanks, buddy. Love and thanks. Oh, I love this one. Nate Salt asks, uh, you are captain of your own starship. Which starship out of any universe would you have to command? The Milano. Oh, that's Mil- a good like, choice. Yeah, the Milano from that Guardians of the choice. Galaxy. That is a it's, good it's, choice. It's fast. It's maneuverable. It's got I a like great... the way it goes. Yeah. But it's it's lightweight, and I travel. Um, I, I don't need anything big, but I need okay. something quick that can get me out of danger. I go Millennium Falcon. I love the you Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. I'm a defiant it's guy. It's all like fucked up like me. I am such a defiant guy. See, I was going to say my, Defiant's my first choice, but yeah. the Enterprise C is actually the my Enterprise C. Choice. The Ambassador class uh, that was a fantastic ship. Uh, the Enterprise E was a good ship. Most most of the Federation ships were great. I would also say the Firefly really class from from Firefly is, yeah. a, is a really neat ship. But Defiant. Oh, I'm going with uh, Battlestar Galactica. Silent Viper. New, new role. No, I want the whole you Galactica. Want, oh, yeah. damn. I'm, I'm piloting the whole Galactica. You want the BSG. You want the, the uh, 1980s or? Oh, the new one. The new one. Yeah. The new one. Okay. Yeah. Blake? I was going to say Serenity. Serenity? Good no. choice. Good choice. Serenity. I like how I took the fast one, the maneuverable, and just. Well, it's see, it, I, I it's wanna, got its own cassette player in there. I want a lounge. I want, yeah, me too. You know, I want a big area that I can do whatever I want. a bar. I want, I want you know. <laughs> well, I relate to Star Lord. Uh, Adam McDonald wants to know what geek theme should he base his romper on? Oh no! Oh, I'm oh, doing Adam. it. I'll do. It. I'll go to the edge of the earth with him. Um, well, Star Wars. I think you should do a Star Wars romper based off the old sheet fabric. If rompers Ooh. weren't ninety five dollars, I'd get one. Well, how about one based on the old uh, TV series for children, Romper Room? How about um, the big comfy couch? Because <laughs> Lunette was a hottie. There you go. Uh, the blacklist. All right, the blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a romper salesman that I met in San Francisco <laughs> one time. <laughs> Fucking romper. Actually, Adam, uh, it all goes back to a, a little-known, little-loved show, Bill Bixby's The Magician. Boom. Um, that that should be your romper. No, I think, oh, I got it. Available on, you just got to go to uh, middleagedboners.com, yeah. the Geek Show Podcast there you romper. Go. We need a romper. Uh, on, James, it, James. on it. On no, it. James, on you're it. Gonna be like, on it. That's so, going to find out your film, not the jerky. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the romper. The romper. Well, the jerky romper has been a top seller for That's us. Kind of, if I Comes put on a fucking flavors. romper, I was thinking about it. You can wear it, and then when you get tired of it, you, you just eat it. it. If I put on one of those rompers, I'd look like a big fucking baby walking around. I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of, of a romper. For for men, it looks comfy. Yeah. It does look comfy. I mean, is like, that it's all just, one piece? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a. What do you do? When you got to drop a deuce. You, you just you, take the whole thing off. You take the whole you thing do, off in the stall. Look, I you ask, to, that's welcome yeah. to the ladies' struggle. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, I ask this, a woman how they've been. Yeah. Doing I'm out. I do the same thing when I wear my Deadpool costume. It's just a or my Lando Calrissian outfit. No romper for Tony. It's just a short sleeved, short legged, fucking speed suit. And if you got great thighs, which I do. You look great. My thighs are pale and hairy. I'm out. Uh, Adam, I, Adam West Batman romper. Right. <laughs> that, Ooh, would be, that would be cool. I'd that would be a fantastic romper. All right. Uh, so if Ada from the from Agents of Shield, oh yes, were to put you into the framework, mm. what is your regret that you would have erased? Hmm. 
Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. I have no regrets, though. I, I really I, don't. You like, don't have I one. Have. That's some horseshit. Honestly, no. Nah. So, yeah, what regret is changed and how does it affect you? And uh, given the choice, would you stay or come back to this reality? That's so I'm guessing that the, Jeremy Tune. that the life in the, in the, uh, in the mainframe is, is the same as my life here. Right. Oh, I know but, exactly but one, what I would one change, One regret actually. was changed. But one oh, regret has changed. I would have gone to school for something better. Yeah. I would, I would have, in, in 2012, I built a Bitcoin mining machine, mm. and I mined Bitcoins for about six weeks at about one Bitcoin a week. Yeah. And uh, after six weeks, they were still only worth, you know, at the time, they were worth like $8 a piece or something. I thought, this is a waste of time. I'm taking the graphics cards out of here and putting them in my gaming PC. If I'd have kept mining five years ago at a coin a week, I'd have like hundreds of Bitcoins, and at, at this point when we're talking that's selling for about two thousand dollars a piece yeah and that's what my the fuck did you buy yeah twenty four hundred dollars okay now i have all the regrets you could, and and so if i'd have kept going i'd have plenty of money and i i stopped because i got impatient and wanted to game on the video cards instead of mine and the bitcoins hmm. well, i think fucking tony wins i i uh <laughs> I had in you 19, so much turkey I, with that. I don't want to win this. In 1989, <laughs> I uh, fled the state of Utah from a disastrous marriage. Uh, let's just say my father-in-law was a Utah State patrolman, so it was a good thing to leave. Uh, while I was in California, I submitted my portfolio to the California Institute of the Arts, I and remember, I, I was accepted this. to Cal Arts. And I, uh, I didn't once I saw that the tuition was twenty two thousand dollars a year and in 1989 i said nope i can't do this and i moved on so uh that's the one regret especially when i see you know the john lassiter story where he went to cal arts and he couldn't afford the tuition so he worked as a groundskeeper at disneyland every summer and now he's running fucking everything so uh that that is that is my one as my wife put it we probably wouldn't have met and life would have been different but i i think when things happen for a reason they happen for a reason for sure for sure all right. Should have mined some bitcoins. Now, yeah. I, I've, I've got one, actually, that, that connects these. Okay. It was back when a little band named Dire Straits had a hit I called, heard about called Money for Nothing. Mm. Um, now, if you look at that video, like a Bitcoin. if you look at that video, mm. it's one of the first uh, examples of computer animation. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. And it's really bad. Right. Oh, but we didn't mind. Back in the day, all of it neat. looked bad. So yeah. I got a call from a friend of mine who's an entrepreneur, business owner, connected. And he says, he says, Carrie, you know about this uh, animation. Let me ask you a question. You've seen that video. Do you think people would watch a movie oh. out of that? And I said... Too ugly. Dennis, I don't think so. I just, that's just... That's just, I mean, it's good for a video, but it's just like, I can't, I don't think, I can't see watching a movie made of that. Mm. That's just, I, that would, that would be awful. So he says, well, it's just this, uh, this guy I know, he's, says, says I should invest in this company called Pixar. And I, holy shit, Carrie Jackson. I bet he wishes you had made a different decision. Too. <laughs> I think Dennis does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I wonder shit. why he doesn't call me uh, that much. Don't. Pixar is interesting too because it started off as a hardware company. Yeah, they started off making computers for uh, computer graphic generation, mm-hmm. and then they turned into a content creation company yeah. later and, on. And George Lucas owned Pixar for a number of years oh, did back he? in the eighties. Yeah, and he sold it to Steve Jobs right. because I know he couldn't figure out how to 
turned it into a for-profit. Was that one of the first things Pixar it, did, yeah. the, mm. the Genesis scene in Wrath of Khan? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like one of the very first bits yeah. that Pixar Now, see, if he, if he would have used that as an example right. instead of the money for Dinosaur nothing, right. Right. he would have said they also did this, I would have went, oh, you can make a fucking movie out of that. Oh, is that yeah. a Star Trek? Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, here, there's some money here. You some know. seed money. Uh, Austin Wood wants to know if he can hear the letters jingle, it's just the best. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Uh, we'll let that get pulled up. Uh, yeah. Austin also wants to know, while you're pulling that up, if uh, any of us are playing Contest of Champions. I am. I know Jay and I are both playing Contest of Champions. I haven't been I haven't been on in like a week. but I'm just pissed because I can't unlock Cyclops and yeah, it's making me mad. It's driving me nuts. But I do have a Hulkbuster that just knocks the shit out of everything. Mm. So, And it's fun to play on your iPad because you look like an idiot while you're swiping the screen left and right and tapping and swearing. So, you ready for this? Ready. I think I got it. Yeah. See, see what we got. Turn the music down. Sometimes we get letters, letters, and then we answer them. There you go. <laughs> One, uh, more that, One more time. One more time. Who asked that question? Uh, that was Austin Wood. Austin. Right. What now? The? What are you playing? Is this? Why is it going back? Is this church music? What is this? Beautiful songs. <laughs> that's that's, that's ma- the the thing that they want to promote next. After that, that's oh, come on. Well, it's made Let by uh, it's made by Alan Three Allen on a no no no. Hmm. It was something that just links to it. All right, we gotta be quiet right. for this. Okay, uh, right. let's see. Here we go. Cue it up. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay, play oh. play already. <sighs> what is it doing? Wow. I now, I, now I know how Mrs. You have one I, job. I don't like SoundCloud. I just I'm not it, a fan. It of does it. not work well for well, me. Well, uh, all right. Uh, move, moving on. Oh, you oh. Kind of, you kind of now it played. Now it played. Yeah. Oh, now we got to play it again. All right. Swipe left. Oh, yeah, that's it, a weird interface. Yeah. I get how it is now. Okay. Right, no, I definitely know how Mrs. Right. Eccles feels. Letters, letters. Sometimes we get letters, letters, and then we answer them. <laughs> there we go. That's beautiful. Uh, Dawn Owens, your question. Uh, I'm just going to answer it. Wouldn't you like to know? Oh, okay. Not, <laughs> not going to read that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane Thornsbury wants to know, Team King Kong or Team Godzilla? Godzilla. Godzilla. Mm. I'm Kong. Mothra. That's mm. a tough one. As an American, I feel, I feel like I should say Kong. Yeah, but Godzilla, But man. Godzilla's really fucking cool and was my favorite first but movie monster. After so. that last movie, dude. I'd Kong oh, was bad as that's fuck. I still need to see that. You know? I'd say Kongzilla. God damn it, Terry. I know, I know. Kongzilla is the best. Kongzilla. Uh, Adam Green wants to know, what's your favorite local alcohol? There's so many. That's the thing. Mm. There are so many that I refuse to pick one over the other. We got so many good... Dis- it's it's amazing. If you'd have told, if you'd have told me 20 right. years ago, you're going to have some of the best craft distillers in Salt Lake City. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, I can't choose. I, I can't. Well, I've got I've got my favorite beer you know? brewery of all time sitting across the street from my house. Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you what: um, if you're still drinking Jägermeister, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, you got to pick up some underground. That yeah. stuff is underground, so good. It tastes better. Mm. It doesn't make you feel as shitty. Oh, we got. I mean, it's not, I don't drink it. Like, but if it's there, I'm like, uh, we got. Yeah. we got Five Wives Vodka makes a fantastic vodka. I I still. Um, the Sugar House Gold Rum is good. Uh, High West Distillery High makes West. my High absolute West, uh, some some great. I brought uh, I brought some of the smoked whiskey out to my father in law in Denver last month, and uh, let's just say he was a very happy recipient ooh, of that ooh, gift. Ooh. Oh, um, uh, Dark Alley Brewery, I think they're in Murray City. Um, they make this Imperial uh, that is Dark Knight Imperial or something. Oh it's, God, just. It's, it's are we going to get started on the beer now? Well, I was going to say shit. I'd be it's good shit. I would be remiss if I did not mention my. My friend Peter Cole, 
Oh, and, yeah. And Jeff yeah. Polychronis, who started Squatters. Yeah. Pretty much started the whole craft more, beer thing yeah, in Utah. More than 30 years ago, yeah. they, they really took a chance on that. And yeah. So no, they, a, they, did a, they did a good work. I'm a big fan of the uh, Brigham's Brew. Root no. beer no. here in Utah. Oh, Tony. Yeah. All right. Look so you, two Tony. more. Got a honey. Couple more. Two more. We'll, uh, honey. We'll call it a day. So uh, Joseph Bradford. Good question, Joseph. Uh, when you're in a bad mood, what's the best way you found to get yourself out of it? Is there a movie you watch, a song or songs that you listen to, a book or comic book that you read, or a video game that you play, etc.? Two things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to old episodes <laughs> of the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Nice. If I'm if I'm feeling really nostalgic. But I guarantee a laugh anytime I put in a DVD of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Sure. Never fails. I will laugh. And Mystery Science Theater. Uh, for me lately, and especially especially lately, um, it's been Rick and Morty. No, oh. like, Rick and Morty, um, yes. And so I'll Ultimate what, escapism. If you are a Rick and Morty enthusiast, I know you can get it all on Hulu or other places. Go buy the Blu-rays. They're like 20 bucks a season. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. cheap. And nothing will make you more happy than hearing the show completely uncensored. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they have that ability on the Blu-rays. Yeah. See, oh, hearing, like, I have I'll hearing, watch. I own them. I haven't watched them on Blu-ray yet, I'm but I own right them. Now, the minute you actually get to hear Rick Sanchez call somebody a dirty motherfucker, you're just like... <laughs> What? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Yay! Now that I know that. Yeah. Uh, Venture Brothers is the same way. After the fourth season of Venture Brothers, it's completely uncensored yeah. on the Blu-rays. Ah. So, so I, I adore Rick and Morty, and there's like three episodes that if I'm in a really, really bad mood, if I flip that in, I'm I'm done for a sec. Mm. Mr. Seeks, man. No, mm. Existence is pain! Classic episode. Anyone else? Um, I would just say, uh, and this sounds, yeah, this is cheesy, but I like to read uh, if I'm down. I like to read uh, the Post and Geek Show Fit. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a great, nice. it's yeah. a great, it's a group. supportive group. It's a very supportive group, and it's, then that uh, usually gets me off the couch and gets me going. And then I like fucking shit up on O Watch. What's up, O Watch? <laughs> uh, for me, it's got to be either uh, spending time with my wife Aww. or Aww. all right. You know, she doesn't listen to the show. You no, don't have to. so she. I don't even have to suck up. <laughs> or I go the other way and I hang listen out with to, your husband. No, I, I listen to. <laughs> I listen to like really angry, loud music, yeah. and just kind of go deeper into it, and then I usually take a nap. Yeah, after and I feel exhausted, all, and I feel all right. Yeah. So that's a weird process. I know. Yeah. Also, sex. That's good too. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, that? Two right now. It's two shows I'm watching: uh, Fargo season three, yes, and, and Better Call Saul season three. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. You watch good I, shit. I better, have... The Better Call Saul Breaking Bad universe. I watch those shows, and it makes me want to go be a writer, be a filmmaker. Mm. Mm. Nice. They're so good. It's the rare prequel that does not suck. Right. Well, right? Where you're actually like looking to see how did these people become these people. And, and, and being a longtime fan of Bob Odenkirk, I mean, I've followed his career right. from, well, you and I from, from SNL, right. the Ben Stiller show, right. to Mr. Show. My, my favorite episode work. of How it's to Be Brilliant yeah. is when he guessed it. Tim and Eric, he's, yeah. he's responsible for that. Did you watch uh, his thing on Netflix with David Cross? The the, the Mr. Show reboot? Yeah, the Mr. Yeah. Show reboot? Yeah. It was pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got three things. Uh, first, the Goon comic. I absolutely love the Goon. And once I get reading the Goon, I end up reading Hellboy. So those will bring me out of just about any funk. Uh, there's a particular Toy Dolls album that will... Which one? The one with Nelly the Elephant on it. Yeah, yeah. That one will will snap me out of just about anything. But the one that will 
absolutely end any bad moon I'm in is a Will Ferrell movie of all things, uh, Casa de Mi Padre, which oh, is really? so fucking sublimely ridiculous. I've watched it like a dozen times. Oh my I, hell! That I, movie and Diego Luna. Funny. Diego Luna's his little brother, his drug dealing little brother, and this movie makes fun of every single uh, uh, telenovela trope that there is out there. And Will Ferrell's Spanish is phenomenal. Right. I and need to watch. This. I wonder if it's, it's big. I wonder if it's big in Mexico. I don't know. My my my, my father in law. He's he's a Spanish gentleman, and you know he and I have a similar love of, of wacky seventies comedies like the the out the in laws and uh, this movie. If he and I are in the same room when it's on, you can't hear the dialogue because we're just laughing so fucking hard. That's, but that's I mean, you know, everything from stuffed mountain lions to uh, mannequins being thrown in in the middle of a love scene. <laughs> it's just it's, it's just a it's ridiculous really movie. Funny. I'm gonna watch it, this. It's it's a light-hearted, effortless comedy that, and Nick Offerman's in it. So is it even more completely reason. in Spanish with subtitles. It, the opening is in English. It says it's a Spanish movie. Deal with it. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's entirely it in Spanish, but yeah, everything, everything from the uh, you know the narco's coming to steal the ranch to the 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 sister-in-law who's so hot that no one can stay distracted. There's a there's a uh, Caballero song where, where a bunch of ranchers are just singing a song about why the world is the way it is. Uh, it's just... It's really funny. It's ridiculous. Sounds great. But I'll I, I love it. I'll have to it. brush up on my Spanish All and right. see if I can watch it without subtitles. Our uh, our last question from from our friend William McCauley. Fuck, Mary kill. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, shit. Galactus, Uatu, or The Beyonder? <laughs> Oh, I know. I got What's this. the second one. Are all terrible. Okay, no, hold on. I'm marrying. What's the second one though? I, I got mine. <laughs> okay, Uatu is the watcher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that muffin. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna fucking marry the Beyonder. Yeah, because right? you can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Uh, kill the the watcher. Well, this is just creepy because he's got fucking uh, shit on me. Yeah, and a giant head. And then uh, what was it? Kill. Fuck Mary. Kill. Galactus, that fucking gluttonous piece of shit. I think I'm going to go with the same ones. Although, I don't know. Is it the Beyonder from Secret Wars? Yeah. So, doesn't he have a really big beard? I don't know if that might be too no. much no, beard. He, he wore a leisure suit. He looked he, like uh, he looked David like Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of someone else then. Then, yes, I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd fuck Galactus because I imagine the after fucking snacks would be amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I would marry. Piece of this world. I'd marry Uatu and I, I'd probably kill the Watcher too because that shit's just creepy. Uatu is the way you marry him. I'm going to marry him and kill him because that's how I work. All right. I'm just going to leave the Watcher alone. That's not how he um, at all. He's still married to that same chick. Wait. So, all right. <laughs> Beyonder, like, what's. Isn't that the dude that got his shit stolen from, from uh, Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom stole his powers, yeah. yeah. And then, so Beyonder. He's a god, man. So, all right, man, check this shit out. <laughs> all right, bro. He's going he's gonna to lay this knowledge down to Henry Rollins. All right, man. So what I'm going to do is... Fuck, man. You don't know what you're going to no, do. No, I'm, I'm, killing, I'm killing the Watcher. Sure. Right. Why We're is everyone killing, killing the Watcher? I mean, because he's, 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 he's got shit. He's, yeah, he's just he's, hanging in the back. He, he's a, he, he's looks like a, he looks like a creepy voyeur baby. He's super oh, creepy. I'm just going like to fuck somebody who's just going to sit there and just watch. But he doesn't hurt anybody. I'm yeah. not going to marry him because the then way, he's just useless just sitting there like watching a, shit. He looks like a And you know he's going to bring up some shit. Yeah, and you got to kill the if you kill the watcher, you got to kill him before you fuck Galactus. Here's the thing about you marry the watcher because as we all know, in every marriage, there are no secrets. Which means he'd tell you shit about other people, and then you'd have shit on no, people. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a good Carrie, But that's a Beyonder, good wait, Beyonder wait. would know that shit anyway. I should have told you this nah. 20 years ago. In marriage, there's no secrets between the two married people. Not yeah. There's no secrets. Oh. 
Secrets are good in the world. Uh, Yo, yeah. All right. Here's here's how it goes. I'm marrying a Beyonder uh, because that just seems like you know, like I'm broke, so I'm trying to come up on the up and up, and why not marry a guy? So I'm killing uh, the Watcher, and I'm fucking Galactus just for bragging rights. Just be like, oh yeah, Galactus, yeah, I fucked him. Devourer of worlds. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. Devourer of worlds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thanks for your questions, folks. Thank you. All right. You were, you were uh, original and refreshing this week. Yes, we appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Games. What do you got? Oh, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why do you always say that like you're surprised? <laughs> like I was looking up the Beyonder. I couldn't remember. Like you're surprised like. that's, that's what you do. I cannot believe there's a Beyonder thing on you porn. Well, well. Damn this thing. Uh, let's Is he see. wearing the leisure suit? Yeah, he, he I was. Part it's, of it. It's a white leisure suit with big collar. <laughs> it's got a big mm. collar. The in-betweener. Uh, today, <laughs> today's the 12th, right? Sure. Today is the 12th of June. Yes, yes it's, it's the 12th, and you do games. Your so, name is Tony. My name is Tony, and I do games. <laughs> I smell toast. Uh, Cars 3, Driven to Win. Are there guns Does on the ship? Does have a gun mode? I don't know. I didn't even know this game was being made. Cars 2 game has guns. Well, there you on go. The cars. And it's guns. fun as fuck. Uh, also, we talked about this last two episodes ago, I believe. ARMS is now out for the Switch. So okay. if you participated in the beta and you enjoyed that, you'll probably enjoy the rest of the game. You said Jimmy loves his Switch, man. And, you could uh, stop going on about it. That's actually it for this that's week. That's it for this week? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, speaking of the Switch, they are releasing some new Joy-Cons, bright yellow, if you want to get the... Uh, oh, I see. So they have gray, uh, blue and red, red, orange, and now bright yellow. And kids these days, when you're misbehaving, your dad tells you to go out back and get them a Switch. <laughs> Bring it back a Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spank me with this, oh. asshole. Oops. Hilarious. <laughs> All right, Mr. B, put a put a. Oh, bullet except in this. I forgot. I, there's a movie. Oh shit! Oh, oh you know, I just I'm seven <laughs> for Jimmy. Jimmy asked. Okay. Uh, Is it I like to watch part two? Uh, it's the the Uatu Chronicles. It's the gold. Version of Biodome. Yes! Biodome comes Ooh, out. Oh, Polly Shore. Yeah, Biodome. Uh, it's got the most talented Baldwin. Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> Which one? Lumpy. Lumpy. Oh, yeah. Good old Lumpy's Baldwin. in it. And uh, oh, it's better yeah, than this Poop is the gold Baldwin. version. It's got uh, behind the scenes, uh, and it's in Smell-O-Vision. I'm so, there. There you go. I'm there. You know, right. I, I do think I think Pauly put a lot more work into Biodome than he did into Son of the Law. I agree. He yeah. just kind of coasted. I really that. did like Biodome. I still... Well, good. Becomes, well that's, this it, is for you. I'm, I'm excited for the gold-plated gold version. It's, the, uh, chrome, so it's the chrome case available only at Best Buy. Yeah. I, I heard it's made in a recyclable casing. It is. Edible. Out of jerky. It's easy to eat. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I don't know whether to kill, eat, or fuck this ham. <laughs> <laughs> It's very nice to meet both of you. Nice to meet you. First, I want to play the blame game real fast. Who is to blame in this incident? Is it... <laughs> I didn't give you the options. Yeah, I was just trying to point at him before he pointed at me. I was going to say, is it the locals who brought him there, the, the captain who brought him on the ship, or is it the girls who lied about not knowing how to scuba dive? If somebody was going to go to jail, it would be Captain Taylor. You know, because, uh, you know, they, they would bring him up on, uh, uh, you know, the equipment, the, the shoddy equipment, and allowing somebody to go underwater that's not certified... Not a certified, you know, you have yeah. to, 
have a certification to be scuba diver. <laughs> Maybe not in Mexico. Yeah, I would go to jail. Right? <laughs> and see, that kind of leads me to a question I was going to ask later. How soon do you think Captain Taylor is going to take somebody else down? <laughs> <laughs> he might have hightailed it. Yeah, it could be the sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For you, this is not your first horror film. No, I've done a couple. Yeah, so years, is, yeah. do you have an attraction to the genre? Or? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I grew up watching horror films, you know, yeah. Friday the 13th and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and all those uh, type of films. And, um, um, you know, uh, Matthew, you were sort of saying earlier that this is a really interesting horror film because it has a kind of central villain that isn't supernatural. Yeah. Um, and that was what was really interesting about this film because, like some of the other films I've done, where you know you have to have a bit of a you know pretend that like these things actually exist. Sure. Sharks are very real, and if you don't <laughs> treat them with the proper respect or, or deference, you know some really bad consequences will follow. So, yeah. Yeah. What was kind of the... I'm curious about the ratio of you actually on set to just doing audio recordings because most of you are through a speaker. <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably more speak more my, my voice than, than on camera. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was, again, you know, as I mentioned, my father was a drive-in theater manager. And yeah. I grew up in Utah. The Promise Valley Playhouse used to be our theater. It was called The Lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had... I think there's one drive-in left in Utah called The Redwood. And that was part Still of the chain, the chain of drive-ins that we had. Um, but this was a kind of movie when I read the script that was a, a big summer block, 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 blockbuster block, at <laughs> uh, my dad's driving. This was the kind of movie my dad would have been so happy to be able yeah. to book and have in his theaters because yeah. he knows that the audiences will love this kind of movie. Um, it's a real popcorn movie. Sure. And the supernatural thing is, is something that's really interesting. When I was working with Stanley Kubrick, we had a lot of time. We were together for almost two years making the film. And we talked a lot about horror films and why horror films are so uh, appealing to people. And we, we, we boiled it down to the, the idea that, that it was because they offer people the, some kind of solace, that if there's something evil, there must be something good. Yeah. And if there's a, a vampire comes back to life after mm-hmm. death, then, then that's something. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, it's like a kind of religion, <laughs> that it gives you the, the hope that there's something else after we, after we expire and yeah. die from this life, <laughs> that there'll be something else, no matter hor- how weird or horrible it might be. Yeah, right. But in, as Johnny mentioned, that this film... Uh, it, it has all those aspects of a horror film without the supernatural. Yeah. You, you brought up Kubrick, which brings me to another question. How would Private Joker handle this situation? I, you know, he would he would he's, he's a survivor. You know, he he would have he would have been he would have been really calm. He'd have yeah. assessed his situation if he was bleeding. He would have wrapped it up, climbed out of the cage, and in the slowest of slow motion, <laughs> rose to the uh, the surface of the water. You know that that you want to stay calm. You yeah. know that the sharks are attracted by distress. You know that that if you're fla- flailing about and stuff, and that that's what they're going to be attracted to. So you want to be calm. You don't want to look like you're wounded. Gotcha. Sh- Private Joker would have made it. <laughs> okay. He's a survivor. <laughs> pleasure meeting you. Nice to see you. Thank you too. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure meeting both of you. Likewise. Nice to meet so you. the best thing about these movies are the scares and the jumps in them, and watching the audience members do it. Are either of you scares or jumpers? I'm definitely someone that gets. I get scared yeah. very yeah. easily. <laughs> I, I, enjoy, like, I enjoy the experience. Me too. <laughs> I like getting Sisters. <laughs> Speaking of sisters, uh-huh. in the movie you guys say that you have no competition between each other, but between two of you as actresses, who's the better scuba diver? Claire. No, I honestly... No, I'm no, not. Claire. 100%. <laughs> Claire, is, Claire is like, she's agile, she's a oh, natural athlete, like, and you were pretty fearless from the get-go. Like, 
I'm glad that I didn't have to be the leader. Reckless <laughs> between the perhaps. two of us. <laughs> Not reckless. No, you're like organized, you're a go-getter, you know what you want. Like, I definitely oh. always follow her lead. <laughs> always. My, uh, my brother's a scuba diver, and he's been begging for years for me to go do it. And now I have the best excuse to say no, because, uh-uh, no. Don't do it. <laughs> do you guys plan to continue doing it? I'm going to be honest with you, never again in my life. <laughs> after, the jellyfish attack. <laughs> after the jellyfish attack. We had an experience in the Dominican Republic where we tried to... Uh, On a day off. We're like, you know what? Let's go diving. We had friends in town. It's like, let's just, you know, show them a good time. And uh, Claire literally, like, literally <laughs> falls back off the boat, like, tumbles into the water and, like, pops up immediately. It's like, the sea is filled with jellyfish <laughs> every square inch stung everywhere on my legs everywhere it was, like, it was pull her out of the water and, and the boat wouldn't start so we couldn't get back to shore so I don't know if the was, diving is in our future I think that was a sign it's not yeah. mine just wrap it all up <laughs> yeah. uh, as you were learning how to scuba dive what was the, your favorite fact that you learned favorite fact I can't remember. Uh, if you anything. hold your breath, your lungs explode and di- you die. Oh, okay. That's a oh, that's one. a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, that's not. That was the, the favorite fact that I learned, so I didn't do it. Uh, what's a fun scuba diving fact? I can't remember anything. I can't either. It was two years ago that we, we did We didn't even get movie. certified. That's the craziest part. <laughs> yeah. To do a film like this, you would think everyone's like, you you, you filmed eight weeks underwater. Like, yeah. obviously, people. they just, like, handed you your certification. I was like, no, nope, we were entirely unqualified yeah. to be underwater. <laughs> we were. Some of the best things about Sharks movies are the names of the sharks. But this one doesn't really have one. So if you had to give him a name, what would you give oh. him? Was his name Bob? His name was Bob the Shark. Bob. The actual little head that they swam around with. (laughs) Broccoli Brian swam around with Bob the Shark. With Bob the Shark. So his name is Bob. Bob. (laughs) One of my favorite questions to ask somebody, and it uh, says a lot about a person. It kind of is off topic, but I just love to ask. What is your go-to karaoke song? Whoa. You can't say one of your own. Oh, she would never, would never do that. <laughs> never. It's mortifying. Could you, who would do that, by the way? First of all, definitely not Mandy, because she's so humble and beautiful and wonderful. But <laughs> very kind. I'm a nerd, and I love a duet, so I would do something super easy, like Summer Lovin' from Greece. That's oh, a good you one. would? Yeah. I feel like you might do a bit of Joni Mitchell, maybe. I would, or like Carol King, I Feel the Earth Ooh. Move. That's always a good one. That's, That's a, good a good one. one. I would rap. Eminem, Lose Yourself. Oh, yes. that's a good one. Yep. Can you handle all the words? I can, but you're going to have to hit me another time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think who... I want to ask, whose fault is this in the movie itself? Is it you for lying that you know how to scuba dive? Is it you for bringing her to the boat? Or is it for the the lackluster captain who let you guys go? It's definitely my fault. (laughs) I think it's a confluence of different choices that everybody made. I don't think that any one person is to blame. And I think my character sort of makes peace with that in the film. Like... I did agree to go ultimately yeah. and I think for her as much as it for myself to sort of prove something to myself. So accidents happen. Yeah. You know, this is a real tragedy it's that they find themselves yes. in this particular set of circumstances. And my last question is, are you upset that you didn't get the camera back? Oh, oh yeah. The camera. <laughs> Shock I didn't think it? all things considered they, they you know the camera's the least of their worries. That's Pop into true. Best Buy on the way home. Yeah. Get a- <laughs> Another camera. Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Nice to meet Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Um, so for you, why do you think Pixar is able to take animation to the next level? I think it's the writing, yeah. quite honestly. I think they 
are not just interested in entertaining you. They're not just interested in like big tentpole flashy movies. They're interested in your heart. Yeah. When they write their films, they're really going to like who we are as human beings, which is so funny to say when we're talking about a movie about cars. Sure. <laughs> but they really go to the heart of who we are. They yeah. are the movies always connect you to your humanity and your <laughs> kind of how you get to your best self. This movie deals with a lot of mentorship and people who inspire yeah. you in your careers and that. Who's inspired you in your career? And I have been inspired by so many people, but I definitely one of my mentors is Shonda Rhimes, who's okay. my boss over at Scandal and um, <laughs> just a bit of a mogul. Um, but she. She inspires me as a professional woman, but also as a mom and as a citizen of this country mm -hmm. and as a leader. She's just an extraordinary lady. One of the things in this film too, is, you know, uh, is like kind of, <laughs> I take current girl power kind of thing. Whereas, like, do you yeah. see a trend in you know Hollywood and whatnot of more powerful female roles coming too? I do. I, I do see a lot more powerful female roles. I mean, obviously, with the huge success of Wonder Woman, it's undeniable, <laughs> right? But but I also. One of the things I love about this film is that it's not about like the girls winning and the boys losing. Sure. That it's not a girl beating a boy. That yeah. it's actually about this young Latina girl car <laughs> joining forces with her with a mentor, finding yeah. a mentor who's a guy car and older than her. They seem so different, but together mm -hmm. they can form a winning team. And I think that's a really special takeaway <laughs> because it says, you know, to have a winning team, sometimes you might need to open up your vision about mm. who your team member should be and include somebody who may not look like you or sound like you or be where you're from. Your career spectrum is very, I mean, from family films to very dramatic films like that. Yeah. When you look at the page of a script, like what sparks your interest? Like what gets you excited about a role? Uh, there are a lot of things, but I think working with people that I respect and admire, which, mm. you know, anything Disney Pixar is going to be that. <laughs> sure. They have such an amazing track record and their films have had such an impact on me as a person. So mm. I love the idea. I just wanted to be able to be in the John Lasseter world yeah. and, and work with his team, and um, but also, you know, often often it comes from the page. It's, it's just like, does this feel like it works? Does it feel honest? Does it feel real? Does it? Do I walk away feeling changed yeah. in some way? I love cars just in general. Yeah. Um, and if there's one iconic pop culture car that you could take home, what would you take home? Um, I always say the DeLorean from. <laughs> Back you, to the Future, We are right? now best friends. Oh, yes! Um, I just, I didn't grow up around a lot of cars growing up in New York City. Like, everybody takes the bus and the subway everywhere. Sure. So, um, so I, I was always really struck by that car as yeah. a child. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question I have is I, I like to ask everybody because I think it tells a lot about a person, is what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. <laughs> um, my go-to karaoke song... I don't really have one. I mean, I've been feeling challenged lately. I've been going through my like Disney roster, and I sure. feel like I'm gonna go for supercalifragilisticexpialidocious next time I go. Did I even <laughs> say that right? But um, but I'm super excited about giving that one a try. Give it a shot. Thanks. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, Jimmy. So for you, do you think that your character is a villain or someone just taking his rightful place where he belongs? He's a bit of a foil. Uh, he also is a guy who has the technology, he has the skill, he has the horsepower, he's got the drag coefficient, he's got everything that makes a great racer. But he's young and dumb, and he doesn't quite... He's basically kind of like how Lightning McQueen was in the beginning of the first one, where sure. he's got all these skills, but like he's a little too cocky, a little too whatever. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just do a little serving of humble pie. <laughs> this franchise is, is massive. What do you think the attraction is to people that just drive to the theaters to see this thing? Uh, you know, it, this one, specifically Cars 3, the appeal is 
so varied. I mean, I, I took my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter this, and she absolutely loved the movie. I also had friends there who were in their 50s and 60s. They loved the movie yeah. because they loved the messages in it. it, it, it there, there, there's so much in this movie for every single person. You can take your entire family to it, and everyone will enjoy it for a different reason. The movie is a lot about having mentorship and yeah. people who influence you know, your career and whatnot. Who's yeah. influenced your career on your craft? So many people, man. I, every, everybody that I meet, everybody that I work with knows something that I don't, and if I pay attention, I can maybe learn something from them. Sure. So I learned a shitload from all the Pixar guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, every time I work with someone, there's a chance to learn something new. If it was up to you, where would Cars 4 take place? That is so not up to me. I wouldn't even like. Oh my god, there's so there's people so much smarter than me working on this. You have to ask them. I'm a huge uh, fan of Cars, uh, too, yeah. and, and just from TV shows to movies. Yeah. If you could have one famous pop iconic car, what would you choose? Let's see. I do a 1969 uh, Challenger with a 446. Oh, you're going like specific. Yeah. Pistol okay. Gri- pistol grip shifter. <laughs> thing. I don't know what movie it's been in, but it's got to be in some movie. I'll take it somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a, you know great film for kids and whatnot. What was a film that you grew up on that's one of your favorites as a child? My favorite movie since I've seen it and still remains my favorite movie, and I watch it regularly, not probably like once a year or something, probably Cool Hand Luke. That's a good one. Yeah. See, that kind of leads me to my next story, because this is a great tribute to Paul Newman. Yes, yes. I know, <laughs> dude. Trust me. I'd like, I'm counting this as I did a movie with Paul Newman. Like, <laughs> that, like oh, man. I'm, yeah, it's so great. And, like, having his spirit in this and having, like, his voice and... and it just it adds such a wonderful layer and element and richness to it. Yeah. So I assume that your favorite Paul Newman movie would probably be Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one more question I like to ask, and I think it tells a lot about a person, is what is your go-to karaoke song? Go-to karaoke song. I'll be honest, I don't really do a lot of karaoke <laughs> because, uh, like, nobody does karaoke sober, right? They Some probably shouldn't. Do. Yeah, yeah. But then you just remember everyone's karaoke, and that's rude to them. But uh, anytime I'm ever, like, drunk enough where karaoke seems like a good idea, something else always seems like a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute pleasure meeting you, man. Nice to see you, dude. Yeah, see you. Have a great day. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. So this movie, a lot is about uh, mentorships and mm-hmm. people who inspire your career, stuff like that. You as a comedian, who inspired your career? And- you know, actually, I got to say that... Uh, Wanda Sykes was actually very important to me because she was someone that she was a female comic that was that made social commentary in such an intelligent way that I really connected with it mm-hmm. and I knew that that was something that was very important to me so <laughs> it it was great to have an example knowing that somebody else did something that I was trying to do. What was something that you noticed that was something different about Pixar than any other place you've worked for before? You know, there's a lot of talk about diversity in Hollywood and making everything more inclusive. And I think a lot of times when we mention them, um, we're very critical of people not doing enough. But I also feel that at the same time, we have to give credit where credit is due. And Mm -hmm. I think Pixar has done a great job uh, referencing diversity and inclusivity in the story Without, by just letting the characters speak for themselves and actually showing that their skill is more important than really what they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great lesson to teach kids, sure. to teach them that you know uh, it, it's not really anything based on gender necessarily. If you have a dream, it's not a boy dream or a girl dream. <laughs> it's just a dream, and you should be willing to go after it. You mentioned like diversity and whatnot. Uh, with, do you think that Pixar is doing, uh, continuing the tradition of doing strong female characters? Like, do you think that it's progressing in Hollywood right now? Or I, I think so. You know, I, I think that this summer we actually, I mean, we have movies that empower women and empower little girls. I think it's, I think it's a, a trend that hopefully will become 
an everyday thing where we sure. don't have to make such a big deal about it. Yeah. But I love that we're addressing it and I love that we're actually letting people see that women can be capable of doing <laughs> the same thing as men, which sure. is such a simple idea that I can't believe that we even have to bother addressing it, but we do sure. and I'm glad we are. I'm a huge fan of cars just in general. Uh, if you could choose one pop iconic car to take home with you, Oof. what would you choose? I want like a an Aston Martin, but Ooh. like done up like James Bond. So just a James Bond car. Yeah, I want that one. I want like pressing buttons and having things explode or something. That you want the amazing. ejector seat. Yeah, I do. I mean, honestly, wouldn't you just kind of love to feel how it feels? An ejector seat. To be ejected out You're of the car? You're on a date. It's going bad. Press the button. Bye. Like, I love that. If it was up to you, uh, where would Cars 4 take place? Cars 4, I think it would be a great... Like maybe a fun story to have them do a like a cross country trip, kind of like Ooh. the old school Cannonball Run from the nineteen eighties. Oh, you have Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. I love <laughs> that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and not just because Menudo did the soundtrack to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then my last question is: I think it tells a lot about a person. I ask everybody, "What is your go-to karaoke song?" Oh, uh, it is um, "Don't Stop Believing," Journey. Perfect. Typical, you know, but does it, the job. It's a good classic. If people start dancing, it becomes a party. It becomes an 80s movie, high school prom scene. I'm all, I'm all for it. Absolute pleasure to meet awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Pixar, what is it, even with them for about 10 years now, mm-hmm. I guess, what is it that you notice that sets them apart from other studios? Well, I, 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 who, I don't know what studio would have that track record of, yeah. uh, you know, movies not just doing well, but also, you know, getting, you know, pretty well received also. Yeah. And uh, I think you have to just credit, um, obviously, John Lasseter and the culture that they have at Pixar. Yeah. And I know I've visited a couple times um, and gone up there to record, and you kind of feel it when you when you go there. It, it, it doesn't feel like... Uh, you know, it's a bunch of uh, hacks just yeah. <laughs> sitting around like, okay, what's going to make some money? It really feels like a very creative place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, comes across in their movies. The movie's got a very a theme about mentorships and people who inspire your career. Mm-hmm. Who inspired your career, you know, coming along? Yeah, definitely uh, the big person was James L. Brooks, and he mm-hmm. directed Terms of Endearment and Broadcast News and... You know, than the TV shows like Simpsons and Mary Tyler Moore. So <laughs> we were um, really lucky that our first script somehow got into uh, his hands and he responded to it and uh, brought us out to Los Angeles and uh, let us make our first movie, Bottle Rocket. And that's what got us started. So it, it, it was really, uh, you know, Without him, uh, our lives would be, you know, dramatically different. <laughs> and you're speaking dramatically different, because uh, kind of another theme in the film is kind of like, you know, hanging up the towel mm-hmm. and kind of giving up well, one profession for, for another. Yeah. If you weren't acting right now, what do you think you'd be doing? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess because my dad was in advertising when I was a kid, I kind of thought, you know, I was an English major in college, and I thought maybe... I would go into that, but I, I really didn't have any idea. <laughs> now, uh, what I would do if uh, if I wasn't, you know, working in entertainment, um, I would probably just, um, you know, spend time with my kids <laughs> and, um, you know, surf and uh, take it easy. There you go. I'm a huge fan of cars, Thanks. and especially the, the what they have on pop, pop icons. Uh, if you could choose one pop uh, car 
to choose from? Um, you know, I mean, that, the Steve McQueen car and oh. Bullet. Uh, <laughs> but um, I would also say, you know, you know the the Magnum PI, that Ferrari, <laughs> and then Don Johnson and Miami Vice. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, Hollywood has a great. The best car chase, I think, in a movie would be in. Uh, I would say two. I would say against all odds, oh, James Woods and um, and Jeff Bridges, like going down Sunset. That sure. was incredible. <laughs> and then also to live and die in L.A. Perfect one. Uh, that's a great car chase. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely yeah. pleasure meeting you. Yep. Thank Good you so to much. see you. Yeah.